All right, boys and girls. Legacy City Church. We are going to have a good time this morning. But we, we are going to change the plan just a little bit. So, the, so Jesus said, where two or more are gathered, there I am in their midst. Okay, And you know what? I know he didn't say this, but I know as a mailman who walks around all by myself in the cold, windy mornings when it's all gray and misty and I'm shivering my timbers, he's with me. He's my fire. He keeps me warm. He keeps me company. After I have a long conversation with Tammy, usually, you know, but then it's just me and Jesus. Just me and Jesus. And my coffee, yep. I nurse my coffee, my venti, my venti brew from 7 o'clock until about 11. It's nice and cold by then. You guys want to stand up? So we'll just kind of see after worship where everyone's at with what they're sensing. Let me just describe something really quick. So there's a prophetic guy who used to be at Galen's church. And the very first thing we heard when we walked into that church for the first time was this guy who ran out from behind the sound booth. His name was, is Ben Dodson. Very prophetic guy. He ran out from behind the booth and he ran up to Tammy and I. He's like, I don't know. Take it for what it is. New assignment. New assignment. And then he ran back. So that was actually the first word. New assignment. As I talked to him over the years, he would say, let me pray into something. I'll, I'll just, I will go into the spirit. And I thought, that sounds interesting. What do you mean by God? And I didn't ask him, but as I've pressed into the presence of God over the years now, I've learned that you and I can actually go in to the spirit. Like we can, you might have to close your eyes, you know, to block out distraction you might just need to sit in your chair with your, with your eyes closed or with your you know, hands over your face or something. I don't know what it looks like for you. Maybe you're a seer and you have your eyes wide open and you just envision that you're in the heavenly room, the throne room. You're in the heavenly realm, that you see angels and you see what God is doing. I don't know. Everyone is different how they've been wired. But I do know that as we worship this morning, that it's an opportunity for us to go into his presence. He's already here, and he's already in you, so it's a double bonus. You know, he's already in the room. We are all connected to him by his spirit living in us, if you're a Christian. So he's already in you, and he's all around you. It's an opportunity to shift perspective from what we see in the natural, what you see through your eyeballs, your eye gates and your ear gates, what you're hearing, to shift that into the spirit realm. To shift your vision and your hearing and your senses to what the Holy Spirit in you and all around you wants to show you. Let's put it this way and we're going to start. The Apostle Paul said in, in Colossians chapter 3, set your eyes on things above where Christ is seated. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated because that is where your life truly is. I'm doing it the Alcorn translation. I could pull it out and read it right now, but that's the first couple verses. Set your hearts and set your minds on things above 
where Christ is seated because that is where your true life is hidden. So if your life is hidden in Christ right now and you're seated with him in the heavenly realm, but you're standing here at the same time, then that means we're, we are standing in the heavenly realm right now. We are having a dual citizenship experience at this moment. You're here on earth in Bremerton at 3102 Wheaton Way. And at the very same moment, because you have Holy Spirit in you, you have direct access to the Father. You're seated with Christ in the heavenly realm right now. So that means we're standing here on earth, but at the same time, we're in the heavenly realm. It's an invisible realm that is all around us. So it's an opportunity as we worship to press in, to set our minds and our hearts on what God is doing, what he wants to show us, what he wants to release to us. Sometimes as we worship, as the praise goes up, his glory comes down. We want his glory to come down. The glory of God is the weight of his character. It's the weightiness of his presence. So let's pray. Let's pray into that now, and then we're going to worship. Holy Spirit, we thank you this morning for the blood of Jesus. We recognize that it is through the blood of the cross, through the atonement that was made for each one of us on Calvary, on the cross, that we can come in, that we have access to come in to the Holy of Holies right now, that we have permission and freedom to come into your presence, into your throne room, to receive from you mercy and grace to help us in our time of need. We thank you, and we don't want to miss that opportunity. We want to come into your presence. We want to come in as holy and dearly loved sons and daughters of God. We recognize that it's because of your great mercy that we have an opportunity to come boldly before your throne. We just recognize this morning that all sin has been washed and blotted out of our lives, that you no longer hold transgressions against us, but you have, you have imparted to us, you have covered us and credited to each one of us in this room your perfect righteousness through the cross, through your blood. So this morning, we just lay hands on ourselves. We, we lay hands on our hearts, our minds, every part of us. And we say, let the blood of Jesus cleanse every part of us so that nothing would hinder us this morning from coming into your presence and experiencing your love and your grace in the place of worship. We come boldly this morning and we worship you, Jesus. We just put your name on our lips right now. Jesus Christ, you are King of kings. You are my Lord. You are my king. You are the love of my life. You are my source. You are my everything. Without you, Jesus, I have nothing. I have nothing. You are the reason for living. You are the hope that is within me. You are my strength and my song. You are my deliverer. You are my redeemer. You are my strong tower. And your word says that the righteous run unto that strong tower. The name of the Lord is a strong tower, and the righteous run unto it and are glad. We are glad, Lord. We rest secure under the shadow of your wings this morning. We just lift up our voices even now in the spirit, Lord. We just worship you in spirit and in truth. 
We will sing to you with our spirits and we will sing to you with our minds. We will worship you with all that we are as we give ourselves to you this morning in worship. We love you, Lord, in Jesus' name. center of it all, Lord. When it all comes down to reality and truth, you are the center of it all, Lord Jesus. The Bible tells us, Lord, that you are King of kings and Lord of lords, and that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that you are Lord. It's just a matter of when that happens. But we choose, Lord, as your people, we choose to bow before you, to confess you as Lord, to bow our hearts, to bow our knees at the feet of Jesus. Psalm 73 says, no one can deny it. God is really good to Israel, and to all those with pure hearts. But I nearly missed seeing it for myself. Here's my story. I narrowly missed losing it all. I was stumbling over what I saw with the wicked. For when I saw the boasters with such wealth and prosperity, I became jealous over their smug security indulging in whatever they wanted, going where they wanted, doing what they wanted, with no care in the world, no pain, no problems, they seemed to have it made. They lived as though life would never end. They didn't even try to hide their pride and opulence. Cruelty and violence is part of their lifestyle. Pampered and pompous, vice oozes from their souls. They overflow with vanity. They're such snobs, (laughs) looking down their noses. They even scoff at God. They are nothing but bullies threatening God's people. Loud mouths with no fear of God, pretending to know it all. Windbags full of hot air, impressing only themselves. Yet the people keep coming back to listen to more of their nonsense. They tell their cohorts, God will never know. See, he has no clue of what we're doing. These are the wicked ones I'm talking about. They never have to lift a finger, living a life of ease while their riches multiply. Have I been foolish to play by the rules and keep my life pure? Here I am, Suffering under your discipline day after day. I feel like I'm being punished all day long. If I had given in to my pain and spoken of what I was really feeling, it would have sounded like unfaithfulness to the next generation. When I tried to understand it all, I just couldn't. It was too puzzling, too much of a riddle to me. But then, one day, I was brought into the sanctuaries of God, 
And in the light of glory, my distorted perspective vanished. In the light of glory, my distorted perspective vanished. Then I understood that the destiny of the wicked was near. They're the ones who are on the slippery path, and God will suddenly let them slide off into destruction to be consumed with terrors forever. It will be an instant end to all their life of ease. A blink of the eye, and they're swept away by sudden calamity. They're nothing more than momentary monarchs, soon to disappear like a dream when one awakes. When the rooster crows, Lord God, you'll despise their life of fantasies. When I saw all of this, what turmoil filled my heart, piercing my opinions with your truth. I was so stupid. I was senseless and ignorant, acting like a brute beast before you, Lord. Yet in spite of all of this, you comfort me by your counsel. You draw me closer to you. You lead me with your secret wisdom. And following you brings me into your brightness and glory. Whom have I in heaven but you? You're all I want. No one on earth means as much to me as you. Lord, so many times I fail. I fall into disgrace. But when I trust in you, I have a strong and glorious presence protecting and anointing me. Forever, you are all I need. Those who abandon the worship of God will perish. The false and unfaithful will be silenced, never heard from again. But I will keep coming closer and closer to you, Lord Yahweh, for your name is good to me. I'll keep telling the world of your awesome works, my faithful and glorious God. So I felt like I needed to read that because I said something before worship and I, I wanted it to, to be clarified that Jesus, you're everything to me and, and without you, I have nothing. The, the reality is, yeah, I have a family. I have kids that I love with all my heart and a wife who I would die for, but without Jesus, I am nothing. I'm no good to you guys. Without Jesus, you wouldn't want me in your life because I would be a self-seeking pursuer of whatever fills the void, whatever temporarily fills the void. And the temptation is to look at those who don't follow after Jesus, who don't have God in their lives, and to think, well, look, their lives are fine. They enjoy stuff. They're pursuing things. They're not bound down by do's and don'ts and you know, trying to uphold their life to some standard of morality. They're just having fun. They're having a good time. But when we come into the light of God's sanctuary so to speak, when we come into his presence, when we stand at the end face to face with him, it is all going to fall away. Every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. We were born and created 
to know him, that Jesus would be the center of our lives, that he would have it all, that he would have a relationship with us and we would walk according to his paths, according to his precepts. They're not heavy. They're meant to bless us. They're meant to keep us safe and to give us a life that is full of of joy and blessing. When I was worshiping, I felt like I was seeing the feet of Jesus. I, I was laid out on the carpet, and I felt like I saw his feet right in front of my face. And I saw the nail scars in his feet. And I just waited there, and I, I felt like he was saying to me, I bore these scars in my feet. I bore these nails in my feet so that you could walk in freedom, so that you could run in freedom. Hebrews chapter 12 says, As for us, we have all these great witnesses who encircle us like clouds, people that have gone before us. They're cheering us on. They're watching. Yes, Grandma, you're right there, Grandpa. So we must let go of every wound that has pierced us and the sin that, so, that we so easily fall into. Then we will be able to run life's marathon race with passion and determination for the path has been already marked out before us he died he bore nails in his feet so that you could be free so that your feet would not be weighed down by sin and bondage to stuff and being trapped in the things that want to to keep you down the things that start out as temptation that want to come in and engulf engulf your life and swallow you up and be master over your life he died to set us free from those things we look away from the natural realm and we fasten our gaze onto jesus who birthed faith within us and who leads us forward into faith's perfection I want to say that again, and then I want to, if you got something to share, come on up now. I'll hand it off to you. But verse 2, we look away from the natural realm. We look away from the stuff. We just take a moment and we stop staring at everything that everyone has and what they have and the have-nots and what I have and what I don't have and what I, all the things that are screaming out for our attention that are begging us to give ourselves to those things, to make idols out of the things of earth, the created things. We look away from all of that stuff, from the natural realm, and we fasten our gaze onto Jesus, who birthed faith within us and who leads us forward into faith's perfection. He wants to take our hand as we fasten our, our eyes onto him, and allow him to not only birth faith and trust and belief in him, but to lead us on into faith's perfect perfection. His example is this, because his heart was focused on the joy of knowing that you would be his, he endured the agony of the cross. So he met us halfway. The joy that, that was his 
the joy that he had in him to go to the cross was because he was going to meet you at the crossroad. He made a way for you, and all he asked for you in, in return is to take his hand and to follow him, to run with him. He really is good. It was really powerful, and worship was really powerful today, and I'll be speaking next week. Um, Scott asked me if I would share. I had a dream about his family the other night, very short dream. He asked if I'd share it. And so, you know, I'm not the best at interpretation. Sometimes things come to me, and that's why I rely on those giants among me that can help me with interpretation. Um, it was a really powerful dream, really short. Anyway, uh, so he and his family, he, he and Tammy and the kids were lined up. And I heard a voice say, come and choose. Come before me and choose. And Scott asked me, you know, who was that? Well, I didn't see anybody in the dream, but, you know, the sense of it was that um, it was the Lord. And uh, there were these clay discs they were about this big around, about that wide. They were red clay. They had been fired. They had writing on them or, or symbols on them. I, I couldn't make them out. It wasn't distinct. It was just known to me in the dream through my spirit that there was something on them to be given out. And so the kids went up and were looking at them and began to choose them. What I got in my spirit was that they were the attributes and characters of the Father. The attributes and characters of God, of Jesus, the Holy Spirit. And uh, for whatever reason, what popped in my mind is strong tower. So as I was looking up one um, attribute of clay and using the clay tablets is they use them for writing in Assyria. So, you know, the clay is malleable and I thought, well, why is it not like, you know, the potter's wheel and they're the clay and he's forming them. But I'm, in my spirit I was thinking that we have a choice when we're walking through life. We have a choice when we're experiencing things and like you'll, in my testimony you hear how I wanted to control everything in my life. I was a little god of my little kingdom. But when we allow him to come in, he has a better way and he has a perfect plan. And so when things happen to us in our life, it's when he begins to show his character to us. When we're lost, or we're feeling alone, or when we're struggling with an issue, he brings all that character to bear. It's all there for us to pull from. So we can choose at any time to say, Lord, I'm lost, come find me. Lord, I'm hurting, come comfort me. Lord, I'm confused, what should I do? How should I move? And so I think that's what it refers to, that as kids, as you're growing and experiencing things in your life and you're not sure of, that you call upon him and ask him. Because when we go through the deep things of life, he brings the deep things in measure to counteract whatever it is that's happening in our lives. You can go to him. He is a sure thing. He loves you. He cares about you. He has the best plan for your life. I walked through a lot of my life. I feel like that I squandered because I came to know him as a child. Um, but really, 
That's not the way to think about it because he put me in situations, gave me lessons, allowed me to experience things that bring to bear on my experience today, calling in my giftings, whatever it is I have on me that I carry comes from my testimony and all those things I walked through. So just call on his name, ask him to come into your life, show you the right way. You got anything on the dream? You're drunk in the spirit. Sharon and Dave. Yep. So I love it. Safe. This is a safe house where you can just say, "This is a glimpse of what I got from the Father's heart," and then He can interpret it. And one of the things that I think he's showing is we're, we're preparing to go into a new year. And Deb, you probably know what Dutch Sheets has said about what the Hebrew word is for this next year. I'm not aware of what it is, but he always has something of what 2020 is going to be. But anyway, um, one of the things that I think he's talking to us about as we prepare for this new year is he's saying that um, there's a shift coming. And we hear that pretty much every year. But just as I'm saying that, I'm, are you guys just tingling? I mean, I'm just feeling the Holy Spirit all over that saying, oh, kids, there's going to be some cool stuff coming. Tammy, you guys have poured yourself out. There's just good things coming. Deb, Noel, Naira, Smith, everybody. Lord, I just thank you that you are a God. You are a good, gifting God. You have great plans for us, good and not for evil. A good future and a good hope for every one of us in our bloodline here. We just declare and decree that, that there's some really exciting turning points in our lives. There's catalyst and catapults that you're bringing and things that we've waited for and hungered for. It's about to be released. And we just say, thank you for being so kind and so sweet. And you just nurture and nourish us. And as this shift happens, we're not going to miss it. You are so brilliant in your delivery. You talk to us when we sleep. You talk to us through friends. You talk to me through the TV. And I know it's not voices. I just know you're repeating something that you already showed me. So, hey, you know, if it's a commercial, I'm for it. If you're in it. Thank you, Lord, that you're a mighty, powerful God. You can't go back on your word. What you say will be completed in our lives. You're the alpha. You're the omega. You're the beginning and the, you're the end. And you're every single thing in between. You are so much part of our cellular DNA. Increase it in us, Lord. Just thank you for increasing it. Because all those little prayers that we've shot up, that we didn't see the answer to, I believe that those arrows are going to hit the mark this coming year, and they're in process right now. It's just, your word is true. You cannot lie. You just have so much good for us, and just, I want to thank you for that, Lord, that we proclaim those things that we don't see yet. That's what faith is. But you're the giver of faith. We don't have to, like, muster, you know, muster up the mustard seed. You've already put that in our DNA. We do not have to stress to get faith or to get trust or, or to just grab whatever character and attribute that you are. We can just say, please, Papa. And you're already there with an answer. 
We're in the waiting process, Lord, but it's good because you've got your seal. You, our, your hand has the seal of us on it. Set me like a seal on your heart. It's who you are. Just thank you. Thank you, Papa, for all of us here, for our families, as we come into Thanksgiving. Thank you that we're just thankful for you. Don't you guys just see creativity all over her? Like an artist, I just see it. Just thought I better call it out. Just you're painting with a palette of of prophetic declaration. Yeah. Anybody else? As she was sharing, I would, come on up, guys. As she was sharing, I, I was hearing um, make preparations, prepare a place, and the words of maybe a song or something. I have prepared a place for you. Yeah, I have prepared a place for you, and I feel like that is. The call, the invitation he's giving us is to prepare a place for him. In your own individual life and walk with him, prepare. Prepare places for him. Set it up. Uh, so what the Lord has, he's always... he's always taking us, you know, line upon line, glory to glory... And so, um, in this in this particular phase, um, in the past, you know, certain situations would come up, and I would either I'd either get angry or I'd uh, be pouty or feel sorry for myself or or or, <laughs> or, or start a fight with David or something, you know, just. <laughs> Not the most, you know, not the most godly reaction, but um, so, and it really, it, Marilyn gave a word a couple weeks ago about, uh, we sang that song where um, he's a promise keeper, he's a way maker, and her word later on in the service was that because we are in the Father, and the Father is in us. We have the, the mind of Christ. You know, we are the way maker. We are the promise keeper. And so what has been happening is I have been finding myself. The Lord, he's so funny. Such a funny guy. He, um, he, puts, he puts me in the exact situation and he says, okay, what do you say about this now? And so I may be having the emotions. I may have sworn maybe or something. And he says, what do you say about yourself? And I say, I am filled with the Father. I'm in the Father. The Father's in me. I'm the promise keeper. I'm the way maker. And so... Um, we were like having some kind of it was got a little bit heated and it, it and the at the end of that i was like i'm the way maker i'm the promise keeper and it was like bing you know it was past it wasn't about me like 
not starting, you know, starting something, you know. It wasn't about me being perfect. It was about where, where are you going to keep your mind? Where are you going to keep your focus? Where are you going to lean into? So, anyways, yeah, that's, that was, that was it. She's all smiley now. No, no, just kidding. <laughs> now, I just want to, uh, what Scott read earlier, too, I know in the past, you know, the home I grew up in, my parents were horrible with money, absolutely horrible. They must have refinanced their house a dozen times. And any comment they always had about somebody is, oh, they're rich, you know, is really derogatory. So it kind of goes both ways, I think. You know, the rich, you know, they kind of do look down on people, some of them. But the one thing is the Lord showed me is, is that we are rich. You know, we are rich in him. You know, we all know people that are into stuff, trucks, boats, fishing, camping, hiking, hunting. You know, they spend all their time, all their effort. Well, that's okay. What's... What's the matter with that? <laughs> the problem with those things is not having those things. It's not those things being your Jesus or your God. And we can be rich. We can have things. But our, our Jesus is up here and our things are down here. Because we all know those people that, like I say, that have those. You know, they've been married four or five times, got a dozen kids, child support they can't pay. You know, they're into debt up to here because of the boats, the cars, not the motorcycles, <laughs> but the other things. So can we have these things? Yes, we can. Don't look down on people that have them. Pray for them. Because I hear these people, they talk about, oh, my gosh, my wife had to have a new hip. I just got divorced. My kids are sick. You know, I've got arthritis. So instead of looking down on them, pray for them. Sharon always tells me, I see a certain presidential sticker on the back of vehicles. And I'm like, she goes, that just shows that they need prayer. So I'm like, okay, Lord, I will pray for them. So that is my prayer. Now I see those stickers, and it's like, oh, Lord, open their eyes to the truth. Help them to see who they are in Christ. <laughs> That's not the sticker I was seeing. Okay. And then just so, I think I shared this with a couple people, just a real quick it was just a real sweet testimony, or a sweet moment. Um, there's a book that I read to the granddaughters. It's Psalm 23. And so as I go through the pictures, we go through there. I go through them nice and slow. And so when it says, the Lord is my shepherd, and then I'll just expound on it and talk about people we know and situations. 
And we um, came to the part where it says, uh, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for the Lord is with me. And so there's a picture of this huge guardian angel, and these kids are um, covered by the angel. And um, so they were asking, well, I, I don't see my guardian angel. And I'm like, oh, Lord, I don't, you know, how do I, <laughs> what do I say? So um, I just, you know, I told them both. I said, well, close your eyes. And um, I want you to see a picture of Jesus and see his smiling face and his hand hold, uh, reaching out to you. And so I said, see yourself taking his hand. And he is saying, you stick with me and I will keep you safe. And the one daughter, granddaughter, immediately she goes, I see him. And so it was just it was just a really sweet and great moment. So, okay, that was it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I guess we have a party that's getting ready to happen outside here. Anybody else want to come up and share something before we blast Marilyn? <laughs> she gets a birthday blast from us, all of us. And I was already thinking it'd be really cool to get the kids which means anyone who's uh, 22, 21 on down to, how old are you, Oscar? All the way on down to Oscar. Because, you know, these, these little ones, these little ones over here, they, they, I don't know if they realize who they have living inside of them. Like, the Holy Spirit in you is powerful, dynamite power, dunamis power. Did you know your spirit, who you are, united with, united with his spirit, is bigger than your own body? Your, your spirit and the Holy Spirit is not just trapped within your skin. You're bigger than your flesh. That's my opinion. See yourself that way when you walk into a room, atmosphere shifters, what you are in Christ and who you carry is big. And you walk into the room and it's like everyone 20 feet away feels what you're carrying because your spirit, one with Holy Spirit, is big. So you might be just a little wee one, Oscar, but you are huge in the spirit. Remember that when you walk into places and things look like chaos going on around you, you are bigger than whatever it is. Greater is he who is in you than the stuff in the world. So let's get Marilyn up here. We're going to blast her. So put on your prophecy hats. Give her some good words of encouragement. Even if you have just a simple word like life. I just prophesy life. A provision. Abundance. I, I loved when Pastor was saying, you know, know who you are in Christ in that when you walk into a room, you carry that atmosphere. You carry the atmosphere of God. And people that don't know him, that's a, that's a shaker-upper because the, they know how to control and manipulate the non-God environment. That's the bullies and the whatevers and the control freaks and the blah, 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 blah. Um, and then you, then you have somebody walk in and they're like, 
And I'm laughing, thinking that environment used to scare the bejeebers out of me before I was a Christian. And you know what? Now they pay me big bucks to walk into those rooms where everybody hates everybody and tells me to fix it. God is so good. I mean, first off, to heal me that I didn't, you know, knock my knees in fear. And then he hands me a paycheck for doing it. You rock, God. Yeah. That's good. Fear is afraid of me. Say it. Say it out loud. Fear is afraid of me. God said, I did not give you a spirit of fear. I gave you a spirit of power and love and a sound mind or self-control. So fear is afraid of me. The spirit I have within me and you have the same spirit, fear is afraid of. And when you walk into a room or you walk into a place where, get in the hot spot right here. Oh, we're recording everything, and then we'll just, I'll send it to your phone. We'll, we'll snip it out and send it to you. When you walk into a place that, that feels chaotic, you have divine protection. You do have angels with you. Some say that most believers, most people have more than one angel assigned to them, like multiple. We will judge the angels, <clears throat> apparently, someday. I guess we'll critique how they drop the ball yeah I know I know yeah you'll be like sorry dude <laughs> I know I was a a bumble <laughs> and then just real quick you know years ago there was a, a young man who Tammy and I uh, knew who he lived at my house when he got out of foster care for a little while and my dad helped him find a vehicle. He's trying to get on his feet. And he went to what used to be the old value giant, value, uh, the big parking lot, Eagle Hardware parking lot. All the teens, because the downtown crews shut down. They used to drive their cars on the strip downtown Bremerton, show off their cars. So they all moved to this big parking lot over there. And he was down there with his car. And people had jumped all over the hood of his car. And I was looking for this one kid. And I just... I knew I, I had protection over me. I walked through this crowd of rowdy young people, and there, there was this bold, just boldness on me to walk through. I had no fear, no fear at all. And I hunted down this kid. He was big. He's a big, probably that tall. And I saw him, and he knew me from a youth ministry thing, and he ran from me. I wanted to talk to him. I wanted to tell him to quit, you know, don't mess with, with this kid. And quit, you know, he's made some mistakes, but just, you know, let's just let him go. Let him off the hook. And that kid ran from me, hopped in the car, and I went to the one window, and he scooted over to the other side, and I went to the other window. Fear is a, was afraid of me. Fear was afraid. When the Spirit of God is on you, and you carry him into a, an atmosphere, people want to get away when they know that you're carrying truth. If they don't know what you're up to, then they're going to be, you know, like, what? What's the challenge? So anyway, let's pray for Marilyn. I'd like the kids to get around her first. Be the first circle of defense all around her. You guys, you guys turn your faucets on. Turn your fire hoses on and aim them at her, her, her head, her back, with shoulders, whatever. Put, you know, this is fun when you do this. Watch out. 
Maybe someone help me hold her up in case she's going to tip over. This is really fun. If you do this, kids, watch this. You just put your thumb right in the palm and just go, fire, fire of God. Fill her up. Go ahead and do it. Try it. Watch what happens. She's already getting drunk. (laughs) Yeah, you can stick your hand right in there. It's nice and warm right there. All right, so we just declare over over you, Marilyn, uh, blessing. We say way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. One of God's daughters, that is who you are. And we just say increase, Holy Spirit, blast through her expand her capacity, what she knew yesterday and what she knew when she walked into this room today, we say like a balloon being blown up to almost breaking, we say blast her to full capacity. Give her more, Lord, just more. We say increase, increase of hope, increase of, I don't know, you guys call some things out, power, anointing increase increase, increase. Provisions. provisions provisions nothing missing nothing missing yeah. greater revelation greater revelation kingdom mindedness kingdom mindedness more than she's ever had, more than she's ever had. Increase, her increase her mountain lord increase her mountain lord strengthen her feet Backbone like steel. Kingdom treasure. Treasure chest full of treasure. Yeah, prophetic words for people that just come easy, come quick. Single-mindedness. More encounters. Feet like iron. 80s. He said, I feel like I'm in my 40s. I'm just as strong. Thank you, Lord. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. All right. Bless you, bless you, bless you. Marilyn, I just believe you're walking into all those prophetic words that have been spoken over you. I believe you're walking into all those prophetic words that have spoken over you. You're coming into that time. There's a roar on your life. There's a thrumming. It's a shofar call that all those times that you have never known a stranger and laid hands on people without them even knowing it, that when you stand on that mountain path, you have one hand helping one woman up and you have another hand pulling the other one up to follow behind her. And you're standing there handing those people off on that mountain, the mountain of Zion. So, Lord, I just ask that you would increase that in her. I see you, as I saw you in that one revelation, with your feet off the ground and your hands were back and you were just proclaiming who he is to all who come within contact of you. I've seen so much growth over you in the last few years. You have mentored all of us. You herded us together like a herd of cats. <laughs> it was a challenge. But you've shown us so much, and you put a patina on us that we are able to go out 
and share that with the world. And I just see you increasing in that. In your latter years, more boldness, more fire, Lord. In Jesus' name. The best is yet to come. Yeah. Yeah. Marty. He's passed my driver's test, so I'm good for another five years on the road. <laughs> I think that is a divine sign. <laughs> We pray you go from strength to strength, Marilyn. Your health is increased. Body, soul, spirit, mind, everything from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet. We just speak um, holy health. Um, and you've already been told that you are a catalyst and that God's going to um, catapult you. That's still coming. Um, and also that... that you have a breaker anointing. That was already proclaimed over you. So Lord, we just say more. Catapult her with all of these um, attributes that she reflects from you, Lord. Pray for healing for her and Randy and their health issues. Keep them protected there, Lord. We can go from strength to strength as we age. Birthdays are a blessing. We're still here. You can still use us. Thank you, Lord. Blessings on her bloodline. Continued health, Lord. Trickle down effect, Lord. Thank you for that. Noel, you're stepping forward. Do you have something? Oh. How about your kids? Do you have anything? Are you seeing something or maybe have a word? Or? JP patches. Yeah. Everybody had everybody had somebody in their neighborhood or city that yes. And Sheriff John came on every day. And I'd watch him. And he had deputy dog cartoons and all that stuff. Okay, so but before the show was over, he sang a birthday song. And the birthday song was I've rewrote it, so I because I couldn't remember the whole thing, so I had to make it a little work for me. Good. So, here it goes. Put another candle on my birthday cake, and when I do, I wish I'll make. Put another candle on my birthday cake, I'm another year old today. We'll have some cake and sandwiches, and ice cream and popcorn too. We'll laugh and play the day away, and one more thing I'm going to do. I'll blow out the candles on my birthday cake, and when I do, I wish I'll make. Put another candle on my birthday cake, I'm another year old today. Happy birthday. No, that was simply awesome, but there's a danger in that. We discovered that you have a wonderful voice. That's amazing. Anyway, I want to say you sounded good, really good. One more time. Anybody else getting anything else that they want to just be able to bless Marilyn with? Could be something really, really simple, even a word.
impression. Clayton, you look like you want to say something. No? Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Not to put you on the spot, but you were, you were standing there like with your you hand like you wanted say. the mic. Marilyn, I just see that there will be an increase of influence and um, that you don't, you're not going to have to try to conjure it up or work it up or, or strive um, just in your walk with the Lord, just as he is increasing your, um, your wisdom, your knowledge. You're just going to, as you, just as you're walking in that, you're walking in higher, I don't know, just maybe higher revelation. And just in that walk, it's just going to flow out. You don't have to try to be anything. Just in your walk with the Lord, you're going to a higher place. When you said she's walking into, I saw you're running into. Okay. All right, well, let's just uh, one final little closing prayer and we'll disperse. Yeah, we love you, Marilyn. <laughs> All right, well, Jesus, we love you. We just thank you so much for what you're doing, what you've done, what you're going to do in the future. Yeah, we just want to dream with you, Lord. We just ask you to, to lift up our heads, lift, up, lift us up by the chin, lift our faces up to see your face. Just help us to see the, del the delight in your eyes over us, the hope in the future that you have for us, individually and together as a family, as a family of believers. We just look to you, Lord. We, we find our hope in you, our confidence is in you. You're faithful, you're true, you're a sure foundation, you're everything, Lord. We just, we love you, Jesus, we love you, God. Thank you for bringing us into your family. In Jesus' name.